Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, we talk about JLR's Destination Defender event, new Series 2A hinges, and another Land Rover in the movies. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the 30-weight conventional oil to Steven's synthetic multigrade. I'm the crude dinosaur of podcasting. Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike. Well, this week in the uh, news, it's actually been in the news for a little bit, but uh, we're finally getting around to talking uh, about it. Uh, the fine people at uh, Jaguar Land Rover have uh, announced another event. I guess we're on the other side of uh, global uh, health crises and chip shortages and uh, everything else that has uh, befallen uh, Land Rover in uh, the last little while. And we're going to do another uh, big event, uh, I guess. Sort of, this seems similar to me to the 4x4x4x4x4 by four by four by four by four by four that they did out in Palm Springs in, was it 2019? Was it 2018? When was that? Four, four by four. Yes, it four was. It was in Palm Springs. Um, and uh, it was uh, sort of a... A multimedia extravaganza, if you will, of Land Rover and a celebration of Land Rover. They had uh, artists come. Mm -hmm. So there was like a a stage and and people were performing. And they also had Mm -hmm. like a sporting, uh, I guess, equestrian. There was the equestrian team was there. The U.S. ski team was there. Sure. Um, It was it was pretty diverse. It it was as if. There were a uh, a committee in charge of this event, and uh, every idea was accepted. There mm-hmm. was an uh, mm-hmm. uh, anodized water bottle engraving. Oh, yeah. There was uh, like a, a guy showing knots. There was a camel yep. trophy panel. Yep. There was yep. uh, classic Land Rover vehicles there. Yep. There was... Uh, there was a, a Land Rover on a floating island. Yeah, that's thing. right. Because I think was, that was before the 90 was like actually like available. So they're like, yeah. put it on a boat out there so nobody can touch it. So <laughs> nobody can get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they had test driving of vehicles. Oh, yeah. They yeah, had right. uh, uh, some like uh, uh, contortionists or, or something walking around yeah. doing oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They just, it was just a little bit of everything. It was just, just, uh, I it agree. Was like they said no to nothing. Aromatherapy no. tent. <laughs> Yeah, there was uh, literally everything you could think of. They yeah. had something yeah. for everybody there. Yeah. Uh, it was a great event. It was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. It was nice to see everybody in the area. And, uh, you yeah, know, it was really cool. Well, if you enjoyed the 4x4, the uh, the furry convention, uh, or the 4x4, uh, you, my friend, are in for a treat. Because Land Rover has just announced uh, something they're calling Destination Defender. Yeah, uh, which is a a big celebration gathering sort of thing. Sounds very similar. Uh, this time though, instead of being in Palm Springs, uh, it is on uh, the East Coast at some place called Oz Farm, uh, which is uh, sort of in in like the Hudson Valley area of of New York. So uh, kind of 
you know, kind of up uh, north a little bit uh, from the city. And uh, yeah, so it'll be a, it'll be a big uh, sort of event there. They're going to have a bunch of uh, defender centric uh, adventure activities, which we're not exactly sure what that is yet, but it seems really cool. And uh, they're going to do a bunch of vehicles on display again. Uh, in the past, of course, they borrowed uh, cars from you. Michael Bishop has come over uh, with cars for the 4 by 4 And it sounds like they're doing something similar where they're uh, assembling a, uh, a collection of uh, interesting vehicles uh, that mm-hmm. you can go mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, take a look at. And then, of course, they've got all the food and the apparently camping and glamping opportunities. So not just... Not just camping opportunities, but also also glamping, glamping. Uh, yeah, opportunities. Uh, and then um, the, really the whole event, though, it sounds like it's sort of structured around the Defender Service Awards, which are the uh, every year they do that where they pick a number of charities and they give them a Defender uh, to uh, facilitate their, their charity in some way, sure. I guess. I think it's a 130 this year. They get a bunch of neatly wrapped sort of customized Defenders to do uh, things and then... Uh, yeah, so it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be kind of cool. I uh, I think uh, at this point I am planning to go. I'm not sure how uh, many of the rest of us will be there. We're still sort of working that out with our very good friends at uh, at Land Rover, but uh, I at least will uh, will probably be there for uh, at least one of the days. So uh, we'll let you know what day that is as soon as we can, so that you can avoid uh, being there on that day. Uh, <laughs> you and you, like. you and Wycliffe. Yeah. Or, yeah, Wyclef uh, and I are coming. We're, uh, I know Joe Everhart won't be there. So if uh, Wyclef shows up, uh, you know, you learn the hard way. You know, don't, uh, you know, anyways. I want to see the rubber match, if I'm being honest. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Wyclef will be uh, will be giving piggybacks uh, as one of the events, <laughs> if, uh, if you'd like to. Uh... There's a butterboard tent and a Wyclef Sean piggyback <laughs> ride. Ride, yep. I feel like there's a like an artist rendering. If you're familiar with the uh, the artist Brandon Bird, he's a uh, he's a satirical artist that does these incredibly detailed. He's a masterful uh, artist, but he does. Um, I have one of his paintings uh, entitled "No One Wants to Play Sega with Harrison Ford," and it's just a dejected Harrison Ford holding a Sega <laughs> Master System. So like they're they're very ironic sort of uh, photo. Mm-hmm. But uh, I could see a, uh, a nobody wants a piggyback ride from Wyclef Jean. Uh, he's sort of in his in his style. I might have to reach out to uh, uh, to Mr. Bird and see if he's willing to do a commission of that because I I would like that very much. No one else will get it, but you know what? That's enough for me. That's okay. Maybe we'll make t-shirts. Make some so what else what else is happening at the destination defender do you know well it looks like they're gonna have yeah they're gonna have some they're gonna have some trail runs uh they are again gonna have a lot of the same sort of stuff that you uh that that they had at the four by far uh they're gonna have uh, a bunch of demos a bunch of vendors different off-road gear different adventure things uh test drives of the cars and stuff from what i uh from what i understand so yeah it sounds like a pretty fun event uh and uh, like i said so uh, i'll be there uh for a part of it at least and uh, maybe more of us will be there we're still working some of that out is, yeah. the big question is is the app from four by far gonna work for destination defender the question is did it work at four by far i think we all yeah it's a good time it's a good time it's a good app it's yeah. a good good times i still have it on my phone it's a collector's item so it is yeah, we've got that it's hard to but get. uh speaking of collector's items i uh, i hear you uh have been uh, reading up on some land river financial news yeah you know uh a little confusing depending on the news outlet that you follow the lbn daily states that uh, quarterly sales are up 
Oh, that's great news. Rover that's for, great news. Uh, July, September. Yeah. And uh, the Economic Times says that uh, retail Land Rover sales declined in the same period. So I'm not sure who to believe. Huh. Huh. I think it's probably a little column A, a little column B. I think it's one of those, depending on how you, how you count it. Uh, I can tell you this, man. You cannot buy... Uh, still a new defender uh, no. in uh, in this country. They are still super hard to get, and people are paying just a whack, just a whack of cash money for them. It is uh, it is uh, nutty. Some folks reached out to me uh, with a new Trek defender, saying, uh, "Hey, we hear you collect Trek defenders. <laughs> all right, we've got one that we could sell you." Uh, first of all, uh, to all Land Rover dealers, I appreciate you reaching out. Anytime you have an interesting car, we're always happy to uh, hear about it. Uh, but I want to make it very uh, very plain. I do not collect brand new Land Rover Defenders. Uh, the, uh, you know, the TV business isn't that good, uh, nor do I have any place to put them. Um, so thank you. We appreciate it, but, uh, but no thanks. And uh, the price for that Trek Defender, oh my goodness, it would strip paint. That is a, uh, they want a, a lot of cash, a lot of cash. So now, correct me if I'm wrong. You have a Freelander, right? I sure do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they probably think this guy is a total sucker. <laughs> he's literally, he's literally run out of things to spend money on. So, uh, yes, exactly. He's yes. literally yeah. lighting yeah. fire to piles of cash. So <laughs> he's definitely going to buy this new Defender. The thing is, a, a, a you know, a pile of money set ablaze would at least keep your house warm for a little bit. The Freelander. Yeah. Eh, no. And you really do that. No. It doesn't do that. Listen, we are maybe weeks away, weeks away from having at least a day of running Freelander, which I think is. Uh, How much you want to bet? Yeah, we have a that's a good question. This? That's a good question. Yeah, we should. Uh, you know what? In fact, let's do this. Uh, when we go to pick up the uh, the new uh, newly refurbished uh, Freelander, I will start an Instagram poll, and we will let people decide on how many uh, days, hours. Maybe we should add minutes, but uh, you know, we'll 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 put some increments on there. We'll let people guess, and uh, the the person to get it right. And I'll even say this: the first time it goes into limp home mode, it doesn't even have to fully break down. The first time it goes into limb hope mode, we'll send out a little a little uh, underpowered hour care package. Uh, you know, uh, maybe like, we'll just send you the Freelander, quite frankly. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's good. I like that. The, having a little contest there to see a pool to see exactly when that vehicle will break down on you. Yeah. I think we listen. <laughs> My gonna... money's on before you leave the dealer lot or before you leave the repair <laughs> shop. I can't lot. even pull out of Ed's uh, Ed's shop no. without it breaking down. No, yeah. No, I told him smart. don't test drive it because you're going to waste valuable miles on test driving it. Just <laughs> when you think it will start, I'm going to come get it. And at least then we can get it onto the trailer. Um, but uh, yeah, you know Brutal. what? I have to say, he, if he feels uh he feels bullish about uh it running for a couple of hours so all right uh yeah we'll see i mean there's only one way to find out right we gotta we gotta pick it up and uh, we gotta then uh, we have a big plan for wrapping it uh and uh, getting it all our friends at uh, uh our friends over at 111 uh chris over there is gonna is gonna wrap it for me and uh, brand new uh tangiers orange uh to match the original and uh that's we're gonna, gonna add be some, beautiful uh, yeah some very special sponsors uh to the uh, freelander uh, we have some uh, we have some amazing brands that have uh, that have signed up to uh, sponsor uh, the undisputed king of Land Rovers, uh, the G4 uh, Freelander from 2004. So we're gonna we're gonna get that. We're gonna put it on, of course, uh, as Dixon uh, has uh, mentioned uh, on the Center Steer podcast. 
podcast not that long ago, uh, you know, a real desire to see a Freelander, North American Freelander registry uh, to match those of the series registries. And there's one for Defenders. There's one for, you know, all kinds of things. Obviously, the, the NADA uh, six cylinders have a registry. Why not the Freelander? Currently, I think there's only two, maybe three working Freelanders in the country. So it's not going to be a great big list, uh, but, you know, it still should exist, I think. And uh, still trying to get in uh, in touch with John about his uh, about the motor out of his Freelander. I, I would, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to have a spare, you know. Yeah, know. just buy a whole spare Freelander. That's the perfect yeah, solution. That's the the perfect thing. It's guaranteed it isn't running. So maybe there's one or two parts on there we can use. But uh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. We'll uh, we'll start a whole separate podcast just about the Freelander because I know people are are just that. Uh, just I that won't be there. We're going to take a very quick break to hear from this sponsor. And now back to the show. <laughs> so speaking of brand new parts, you have a a new product review uh, that I think speaks a little more to our uh, core audience, the non-Freelander owning, or owning audience. Um, although, again, I will say you this. Totally they're buy huge. this if you're, if you're a Freelander owner. They're huge I in the UK, it. too. You know, I this is more it. North America. I mean, it can't, you know, uh, you know, think about Phil. He's got 47 so, Freelanders, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. So everyone loves a wing mirror on a series Land Rover mm-hmm. until you have to adjust it. And yes. then it takes no fewer than three people to get it adjusted <laughs> exactly properly. Right. Yes, that's exactly and right. And a whole I would also add to that, tools. or you have to use it. But Yeah, uh, or you but, have yeah, to use yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's it's all the way out on the fender. It's difficult to adjust. It's hard to see out of. It uh has a tendency to vibrate when it's at idle, you know, it just buzzes yeah. out there on the fender. Yeah. And it also catches things and tears the fender. So um for those reasons, uh I think that the wing mirror is is charming, but uh it is not especially practical. I have right. been known to uh poke a broomstick out of the, the scuttle vent to try and adjust it when uh there's no one else there, but I I think uh, I think I've just given up on that, and I just crane my neck when I'm in a car that yeah. has uh, has the wing yeah. mirrors. You on. You adapt just... to the mirror uh, rather than the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're constantly yeah. like trying to use it by moving your head, you know, one or two feet to yeah. the left or right. Yeah. Uh, to try. It's like and when get you're trying glimpse. to like examine like an, an odd mark on your back. You know, it's sort of the same kind of mirror positions. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. How many odd marks do you have on your back? Just saying. I'm just saying. Back into a lot say. of wing mirrors. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't say, say because I can't, you know, the yeah. adjustment. Can't yeah. get a good look. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Land Rover came up with their own solution to this in about, uh, let's see, 1968. Yeah. They, for the the, the late the later Series 2As, the negative mm-hmm. ground Series 2As, mm-hmm. they made a door hinge that accommodated a mirror. So it has a casting for a, and uh, that casting has an ear with a hole in it for a mirror mount. And it's a nice Mm -hmm. little, it's a nice little, you know, feature. It, it matches the other door hinge. Mm -hmm. It looks nice, Mm -hmm. but the problem is they only use that setup for a handful of years, three or four years. And so those hinges either exist on good cars or they're difficult to find because, yeah. like I said, there's not too many cars out there that had them originally and even fewer of them survive with mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. good condition door hinges. So uh, our friends uh, at a uh, foundry not too far away have uh, reproduced this upper door hinge. And so that is a solution for cars from 1958 through 1972 mm-hmm. that have the series 2a style um door hinges and they accommodate 
all of the you know kind of traditional post style mirrors Mm -hmm. round or rectangular whichever you like but you can just reach out the window adjust it and uh, since it's closer to your face you actually have a bigger um, field of view than you would if it was out on the wing not that i hate the 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 fin you know fender mounted wing Mm -hmm. mirrors i do actually think that they're charming but uh, practically speaking they're they're yeah. useless and awful. They are. Yeah, they are awful. It's almost better not to have anything. But, uh, I, you know, I, obviously Ted has the wing mirrors and uh, wouldn't have it any other way. It's, you know, sort of, uh, you know, if you don't drive the car uh, a ton and you're not in a ton of traffic where you're really changing lanes and stuff, uh, it's not. You don't really even notice it. But uh, for a heavy use car, somebody who daily drives their Series 2, man, it it's uh, not a lot of fun. Those little guys are uh, not a lot of fun. Even the 80-inch has it, uh, you know, right out the window. If your 80-inch has has a side mirror at all, it's uh, on the side of the windscreen uh, yes. in a much better place. Now, again, it rattles and vibrates and everything like crazy and is, uh, you know, uh, difficult to keep adjusted because it loves to, like, loosen itself because everything's, like, made of brass. But uh, but even then, it's right there. It's interesting that they decided, you know what would make this better is is making it uh, <laughs> is so far away from you that no chance of ever adjusting let's it. Put it let's put it five feet further away just yeah, so there's you know, no opportunity to adjust it we're not going to make it any bigger at all we're just going to put it farther away yeah just it's just going to be impossible yeah. uh one thing i don't know really know the history of and maybe you know a little bit about this is the wing mirror remained popular in japan mm. like uh, for a lot longer than it did in england and yeah. other markets so you yeah. see a lot of japanese domestic market vehicles even some cars that were sold in the United States are distinguished from their U.S. made counter or U- sorry U.S. Yeah. market counterparts yeah. by their wing mirrors and a lot yeah. of you know whatever Nissans and Mazdas yeah. and all of these cars uh, had them well into the '90s. They had yeah. these little wing mirrors that were out on the the hood. Like, I don't know. Any reason I don't know for that? that Do we is. know? I don't know why is? that is. I mean, the only thing I could think of is that have you to would get our able... research department. Yeah, looking into that. we'll get them on that. We'll get them on that. The only thing I could think of is that you could see a little bit better things. You're also running over with your front tires, you know, so oh, you can see obviously. in the mirror somebody standing in front of you. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe there's some. Maybe there's some reason. I think in all ways, though, they're a, they're an inferior place to put a mirror, and uh, they're terrible. And, yeah, I don't know. But, but I they, simultaneously love them. Oh. Yeah, I mean, they have such a classic look. They're such a neat, and I mean, they're a very iconic part of the early series cars that you sort of, you know, it, it's tough to see a car that's had them that you know should have them that's had them removed and moved up to the, uh, um, you know, to the the sides in a in a really sloppy way. Somebody's bolted them to the through the door. That certainly happens, or they've you know done some terrible uh, you know kludge to get uh, to get them fitted. So having the actual land rover uh you know sort of style part to do that i think is like the sort of perfect compromise of having a really traditional car that would have had that as an option i'm sure people back then i wonder was it ever available as a replacement part from land rover or as an accessory i mean you could you could buy it out of the parts catalog and i'm sure people that uh, saw it on a newer car and they were like i wish my car had that i'm sure some of those people ordered it and, uh, you know, some of them just bought a trucker mirror from a yep. auto parts store and screwed it to the side of their car because it was just a car at that time. Just, just but happened, uh, yeah. these uh, castings allow you to, you know, fit 
a more easily adjustable but still classic looking mirror yeah, to your awesome. Series 2 or early 2A. And uh, Or if you have a an export market car, like not mm-hmm. a USA model, yeah. they didn't come with those door hinges. So even into right. the late 2A, right. that was only, you know, sort of a US market, maybe a few others. And then I think military trucks in sure. some markets that use sense, that yeah. hinge because the military yeah. was like, that's unsafe. That's unsafe. It's fine for driving around on the road, but we're not going to. Yeah. It's a, that's yeah. A drag. Well, that's so cool. And it's a place in in uh, in the United States on the West Coast. That's yeah, we this. sell them. So uh, so you can get yours. So we'll have them on the website soon. Um, I think they're sold as pairs and they're a couple mm-hmm. hundred bucks a pair. That's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, both top and bottom mm-hmm. and uh, left and right. So four castings plus the, you know, new hinge pins. So you bolt them on the side of your car. You can paint them to match your vehicle, whatever. Yeah, and, fantastic. Uh, then you can fit a easy, easy to use, but like I said, still sort of in keeping with the original classic looking mirror. Very cool. Well, that's awesome. Well, yeah, definitely head on over to the uh, the old Pangolin four x four now at a brand new location. Uh, so don't don't go to the old one. They don't want you there. <laughs> that's for sure. They don't want you there. Is there what happened to the old sign? Is is your old backlit sign? Did oh, you we take took it, it with down. you? Oh, you took. Yeah, it down. we okay. definitely oh, yeah. took that down. It's yeah. it's going on permanent display. Yeah, I was going to say that becomes part of the uh, museum along with the uh, along with the uh, ramp that we bent uh, trying to get uh, Linus's car out of the back of that U-Haul. <laughs> so uh, we'll put that uh, get that all in the museum. That's going to be yeah uh, yeah yeah exactly. underpowered so. hour. Uh, museum yeah it's gonna be uh, fantastic so uh we are are bringing back finally after after uh many months quite frankly of being uh you know out of the loop of our normal segments listen we had a ton of stuff going on uh you know shop moves uh you know racing in a rally uh you know uh, ike killed those guys you know there was all this stuff happening and so uh, finally coming back around to uh people's maybe third or even fourth favorite uh segment the uh land rovers in the the movies and the interesting thing about this one ike when you brought this up today is that uh i'm embarrassed uh, quite frankly and i want to just make a public apology that we haven't gotten to this film yet that it has been uh more than you know it's almost two years now of doing the show which is insane to think about we're coming up uh on our 100th episode very quickly and uh if we get to uh, let's say about 115 then we've got more podcasts than uh maybe any other land rover podcast out there but anyways um what movie uh ike is it that we somehow managed to skip over uh, in our pursuit of every Land Rover in every movie. The 1991 classic film starring Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, I sure believe. Is. Sure is. Point Patrick Break. That's right. Point Break uh, follows the uh, sort of crazy uh, surfer community in uh, Southern California, and yep. uh, they turn out to be not to spoil it it's been out for 30 some years I mean, if you haven't seen uh, point break i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i mean uh, they turn out to be bank robbers you know yeah. if you don't if you haven't already seen it but um yeah. in the film uh the there's i think three scenes where the land rover mm-hmm. or a land rover different land rovers i think there's actually two different mm-hmm. land rovers that are featured in the film um mm-hmm. In one, they're playing sort of like a, a football game at night, and uh, they're on the beach, and there's all these vehicles that are lined up, and and there's a 109 station wagon that mm-hmm. has its lights on, and it's it's kind of featured uh, fairly prominently. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. towards the end of the film, um, one of the characters is in Australia, and the other character is chasing, and uh, he's driving a Series 2A, a, a 88 mm-hmm. uh, soft top. 
So uh, it's a it's a great film if you haven't seen it. I think they even did a remake, which I haven't seen. Have you seen the the remake? You know, I haven't seen the remake. I've heard that uh, that obviously I know it exists, and um, you know, I I I think Chris, who doesn't watch the or doesn't listen to the show, but does watch the live broadcasts. Um, I think he saw it and wasn't he wasn't a fan. Uh, he is a huge fan of the original Point Break, as I think everyone is. I mean, what isn't there to love? Keanu Reeves, surfers Gary were also banking. Gary Busey's in it. Yeah, yeah, you know, surfer bank robbers. Like, it's just, uh, you know, it's sort of, if you will, it's the proto Fast and the Furious, right? Like, street racers, also bank robbers. Like, they, you know, well, they didn't start that, but I mean, they've certainly, you know, they modernized, if you will, the group of unlikely people that are actually uh, front for uh, bank robbers or whatever. I, It's just such a great it's such a great movie you know it's just a you know very early keanu reeves i mean that was one of his very first uh, one of his very first films it, i think it's definitely his um his breakthrough movie if you will uh, i think he had some films that were yeah. obviously bill and ted bill and ted was predates that and uh you know it was sort of a uh his probably his breakthrough film but this is like the film that like he's not a one-trick pony look this is a this is a pretty I mean, uh pretty successful film. if you need any more evidence that keanu reeves is a, simply a national treasure um you know gary just, busey uh, is in it as uh as himself he's just yeah, a crazy he's just old gary man busey. yeah he's just yeah. gary busey yeah yeah he plays gary busey in a number of films around that time uh gary busey hunting the predator uh gary busey uh you know hunting bankrupting surfers uh gary busey whatever you know it's just that's just that uh, just shows up you kind of you you, you feed him some coffee and he just he works for about four hours and then just passes out for four hours so you know yeah that's how it is that's how yep. it is an amazing so career. uh yeah. so go watch point break oh also anthony kiedis from red hot chili pepper yeah, shoots himself in the foot in that that's film right. if that's i right. if i'm not mistaken that's right um yeah i'll tell you the the red hot chili peppers have a pretty impressive uh, filmography when you think about uh fleas and back to the, the back to the future films anthony kiedis and point break you know it's they're they're you know, uh, and of course, their drummer has been Will Ferrell since day one. So, you know, it is really a pretty impressive, pretty impressive group, uh, I have to say. Uh, but if you live here in Southern California, the only thing that's ever on the radio, not that anybody listens to the radio anymore, but is uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, because we have like a quota of Red Hot Chili Peppers music that is required to be broadcast every day. So, yeah, yeah, that's how yeah, it is. That, uh, Southern California funk pop. Yeah. Fusion. That's right. That's exactly. It's just the sound when you close your eye. You, you close your eyes here. You just hear it. It's just in the ether. Um, what uh, whatever became of either of those Land Rovers? Does anyone know where either of the famous Point Break Land Rovers are? Couldn't say. I don't know the answer to that. There's a there's a website called the Internet Movie Cars yeah. Database, and yeah. uh, I don't even know if it's listed in that. But uh, right. sometimes they have like comments, and people make little notes on their the history like of certain cars yeah. that have yeah. been through film. So maybe yeah. it'd be worth checking out to see what did happen. I do know what happened. This is somewhat unrelated mm. to uh, Columbo's Peugeot four hundred three convertible. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, where is Apparently, that? Uh, they left it by the ocean and it uh, rusted away. Yeah, <laughs> that makes scrapped. sense. Yeah, but yeah. Peugeot four hundred three convertible, neat mm. car. That is a neat car. Neat. That is a neat car. Um, it, did it just stop working somewhere? As it was a Peugeot, did it just stop working there and they just abandoned it? Or 
you know, I, I watched an episode of Columbo the other day, and so I uh, felt compelled to like learn a little bit about Columbo, Peter and Peter Falk. Yeah, Peter and Falk, yeah. Uh, Columbo was on the air from 1968 until like 2009. I think they made the last <laughs> Columbo film. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> wow, pretty that crazy, amazing. Yeah, Peter Falk is 975 years old, but uh, well, he's he's actually dead. He died. No, I know he's dead. I know he's yeah. dead. But uh, yeah, he he died in his late hundreds so uh late late 300s so it's pretty amazing vampire. vampire pretty amazing he may he may just be a vampire he'll come back he's going to come back around once everybody's forgot about him just like the twilight vampires you know just every once in a while in the episode that i watched he just there which there was a land rover kind of in a background sequence um you know he just eats chili and like uh confuses people it's great yeah. he's just yeah. like all disheveled and he's like oh yeah one one more thing i got i got one more thing for you yeah, exactly. And then he just puts rich people in jail. It's it's a beautiful it's, show. It really is. It really is. It is the pinnacle of uh, of filmmaking. And uh, and at that we've uh, we've uh, run out of time. So uh, it has been uh, a pleasure as always. Uh, we've got some uh, great stuff coming up here over the next uh, over the next few weeks. Some uh, some really interesting guests. Some I mean, guests that are just average. And I'll let you figure out which ones are which. And then uh, you know if you are so inclined uh, and you're looking for maybe uh, some merchandise. Uh, of the underpowered merchandising, uh, merchandising. Hey, we've got uh, underpowered hour the sticker underpowered hour the t-shirt uh, we've got everything you want so uh, head on over to uh, the underpowered hour uh, and uh, get yourself uh, some stuff we've got uh, we've got stuff we've always got stuff and the holidays are coming and uh, you know your favorite Land Rover owner would love a tiny Ike uh, you know, stuck somewhere or over... someone you just don't like, <laughs> you don't like a coworker that you're looking to sort of underhandedly harass, yeah. uh, without you getting were in trouble with You thinking about giving a glitter bomb, but no, get him a tiny eye keychain. That's exactly right. They'll hate yeah. it even worse. They come in one convenient size and have tiny Ikes on them. So, you know, what's wrong there? So at that rate, uh, that's it for uh, this week. Uh, thanks again for uh, joining us. And, uh, Ike, I will uh, see you uh, next week. All right. Looking forward to it. The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.